0: going to read a quick article because that's what I do here. But I actually read a very similar article to this a few weeks back. That was the uh, watermarking, DNA watermarking intro. But this article that I came across is actually better. So um I'm just going to record this because I think that it's very relevant. This article was written about 10 years ago 11 years ago, it's 2021, it was written May 24th, 2010. And the name sounds familiar, but Aaron Sayans. But uh, I don't think that I read this article in the previous segment, so I'm just gonna get into this now because uh, what this week it's Monday, I don't know at what point, uh, but they are opening baseball stadiums and they're opening football stadiums and they're opening all sorts of fucking stadiums and their goal is hundreds of here in new york city hundreds of thousands of people a week to get vaccinated and uh considering that new york city has lost over three million of its population as of 2020 I, i i came across this number and it was completely astounding new york city had a population of just under, I believe, 8 million. Seven and a half, a little over there. I'm not going to look it up on Wikipedia, but let's just say it was 8 million. Over 3.5 million people have left New York City as of 2020. To everything that happened between the lockdowns and uh, the riots and protests and all this bullshit that has been going on. So over 43% of the population is gone. And, you know, who's left behind, okay? Uh, People are left behind, and uh, mostly poor people who couldn't move, people who are on uh, limited income, so on and so forth. And now the goal is a widespread, I think I heard 300,000 doses a week. So they want to make sure the millions that have remained in New York City and the surrounding areas New York State, but definitely in New York City. Um, they want to make sure that these people are vaccinated. And to me, this is unprecedented. Just this wide scale campaign. I mean, I've never heard it so hard. I've never heard such emphasis. I've never experienced or witnessed such hardcore conditioning. And it's really bad. I reached out to a friend of mine earlier today. Hey, how you doing? How's it going? How's the weather treating you? It's been snowing. And their immediate response was, hey, uh, yeah, we're vaccinated. And uh, one of the kids tested positive, but she was home for 10 days. And, uh, you know, we went back to school, no symptoms, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, wow. You know, the the only thing that people want to talk about the first thing that people want to talk to about talk about is this vaccination now that's great i i mean you know i guess good for them they're vaccinated they're healthcare workers so i guess they feel i don't i don't get into it with people but just such a quick response in terms of you know i got to know vaccination status and covid positive status of of a family member and, and it's just like that was more information than I wanted to know. Uh, that wasn't important for me. That wasn't necessary for me to know. Because I still. It's not going to deter me. Uh, oh my god. Somebody in your family is positive. Oh. You know. Oh. If I was with them that last week. Then the test and traces is going to come. And kick down my door. It's just crazy. It's crazy that everybody's mind is wrapped up. in whether or not they're COVID positive. Or negative. Or asymptomatic. And this and that. And, oh, did you get the vaccine? Did you get the vaccine? Like. This is just beyond the scope of my comprehension. Somebody else's medical history. I mean, personally, unless I'm fucking them, I really don't care. I really don't care. Uh, if it's a flu, if it's a virus, if they got, you know, some other shit. Listen, you just, it's, it's what's called universal precautions. This is what we use in the hospital. You just treat everybody like they're infected. That's why you wear gloves. That's why you wash your hands. Some patients, you'll, you, you know, you'll, you'll wear masks, but most of the time in the facilities, we were wearing masks to protect these patients. The the neutropenic precautions, the ones who didn't have an immune system, we were wearing masks to protect them. In the operating room, we were wearing masks to prevent bacterial contamination of the wound bed, of the surgical field, okay? It had nothing to do with viruses. Viruses transmit very easily, very easily in the operating room, despite people wearing goggles and masks and... There are cases of physicians, of surgeons getting herpes from lasering herpes. They'll get herpes in their eye. The vapor got in their eye. Boom, they got herpes. This shit happens. No, These masks are not going to stop a virus. Okay? And and anybody who tells you otherwise is full of shit. Okay? Just people who just want to believe in fantasies. It's not going to stop a virus like this. Absolutely not. So... Everybody's so wrapped up thinking that by getting this vaccine and, you know, quarantining and doing this and, and doing what the government, the fucking politicians are telling them. They think that somehow it's going to make everything better. They're going to get their lives back. I really feel like people are starting to break down mentally at this point where they don't realize that they're being spun. They're being spun like a fucking top. And uh I, I just I don't know. I'm kind of nervous now because I'm like, all right, now am I going to be? ostracized because I'm you know, I don't even want to have this conversation with them they were so quick to tell me that they were vaccinated and I'm like uh, should I even tell them that I'm not getting vaccinated I don't want it to be a debate okay it's 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 my personal choice and, and this is where I'm getting with you know it's my personal fucking choice it's just like it's their personal choice I don't want to have somehow what's been going on has brought this conversation to being dinner table conversation it's the four, it's nobody's business any more than you have AIDS or hepatitis or... I don't fucking want to know. Like I said, unless I'm fucking you, I really don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Really. Okay? Because I have just the same chance as passing somebody in the supermarket and picking something up. Mask, no mask, vaccination mask. That's just the risk you take. That's the risk I take going out in the world. I can go out in the world. I can go to the supermarket. I can buy some groceries and I can pick up the coronavirus or I can get hit by a truck. I mean, these are the possibilities, okay? I, I decide maybe I don't want to go out because I'm afraid of the coronavirus, and my fucking house burns down. Like, these are the possibilities. These, this is life, okay? It doesn't respect us. The coronavirus doesn't respect us. The coronavirus doesn't respect the masks. The coronavirus doesn't respect the vaccines. And it doesn't respect the hysteria. The media pushes this. And my whole point of this message is that These people are lining up for a sense of what? To get their normalcy back? Their security back? And what they don't know is that they're walking straight into a fucking trap. I bet you not one of them knows about the technology that I'm about to read to you. I bet you none of them know that this technology exists and they can be very well. This is a nearly 11 year old article. Okay? That they very well might have participated in something Exactly like what I'm about to read to you and describe to you right now. Secret messages coded into the DNA of Venter synthetic bacteria, dated May 24th, 2010. Researchers at the J. Craig Venter Institute recently unveiled their first self-replicating synthetic bacteria, M. Mycoides JCVI-SYN 1.0, whose DNA was programmed base pair by base pair. To verify that they had synthesized a new organism and not assembled the DNA from another natural bacteria, scientists encoded a series of watermarks into the genes of M. mycoides mycoides, J. C. V. I. S. S. 1.0. Notice that was 1.0, people. That was 11 years ago. There are four of these hidden messages. An explanation of the coding system used, a URL address for those who crack the code to go visit, a list of 46 authors and contributors, and a series of famous quotes. The presence of these watermarks verifies that the M. Mycoides JCVI SYN 1.0 truly is synthetic and demonstrates the precision and power of JCVI's new techniques in synthetic biology. Craig Venter mentioned these watermarks in his interview with the journal Science, which published the most recent work with M. Mycoids, JCVI SYN 1.0. And uh, it's a two-minute segment. Watch from 7.20 to 9.20 to hear him describe the idea. Now, I cannot hit play because it will kill the microphone, but I'll try to add it to the end of this episode and record it separately on my laptop. This isn't the first time that JCVI has been marking its territory. Back in 2008, when they were still working on getting a bacteria genome assembled, they used the four letters of DNA G A T C. That's guanine, adenine, thymine, and cytosine, I, I believe. Cytosine? Uh, I'm, I'm just going off memory. So they used the four let- letters of DNA, which are proteins, uh, to scribble a few words into its genetic code. These messages used codons, groups of three letters, which code for amino acids, to stand for 20 letters of the alphabet. As such, some of the substitutions, like V for U, were necessary. The results were relatively simple, but still pretty cool. So they were able to code the the name Craig Venter, Venter Institute, Ham Smith, I guess this is the name of the people who worked on Glass, Glassa, and Clyde, and Cynthia and Clyde and Cynthia uh, for the creation of M. state J.C.V.I. Syn 1.0 the J. Craig Venter Institute decided to produce much larger and more elaborate watermarks. Each of the four is more than 1,000 base pairs long. Also, instead of coding for just 20 letters, a new system includes all letters and forms of punctuation for the English language. This makes it very unlikely that JCVI is using the codon system from 2008. Want to actually code the messages? Thankfully, you won't need to get a copy of M. Mycoides JCVI SYN 1.0 and sequence DNA. In their publication in Science, JCVI included a figure, S.1, which lists the base pairs for each watermark. They have a diagram of the bacteria's DNA, here as PDF, there's a link you can click, which may come in handy in case position in the genome has some bearing on the way the information is encoded. To make things even clearer, JCVI also released the quotes used in the fourth watermark, and here they are, and I read these quotes in the other one. To live, to err, to fall, to triumph, to recreate life out of life. See things not as they are, but as they might be. What I cannot build... I cannot understand. And then most other sources list this quote as what I cannot create, I cannot understand. I think he said there's four quotes, so Oh no, the three quotes and the fourth watermark. So these watermarks do watermarks do much more than function as the first brain teaser ever inscribed in an organism's genetic code. As Venter described in the video, the watermarks served as a the practical application of proving that the DNA coded in M mycoides J-C-V-I-SYN 1.0 is the artificial genome that J-C-V-I programmed and that is mostly adopted from the natural M. mycodes bacteria. It also serves as an indication of intellectual property rights. So we may see such watermarks appearing in many new synthetic organisms in the future. Now I'm just going to stop right here because in the early test in the other article that I read, that original normal host, the host cell, was eventually taken over by the synthetic bacterial DNA that was introduced. So the normal natural cell was used in this early version, and then they introduced the synthetic DNA, which was able to trick the host cell into recreating itself, basically replicating into a synthetic cell. So it was completely taken over buy the synthetic cell and this is what i'm getting to here you know they're talking about intellectual property rights watermarking, synthetic organisms in the future okay so what are they growing these synthetic organisms on uh because as of 10 years ago they needed an organic host to grow these synthetic organisms they couldn't just grow on their own um so one question could be 10, 11 years later, do they still need organic hosts in order to create these synthetic organisms? Um, what were they planning on, I don't know, studying next? I mean, at what point, at what point is this technology going to be used, right, on humans? You're talking about synthetic Cells, synthetic genomes that eventually take over the original host organism. And then within these synthetic genomes, you have watermarks, which indicate intellectual property rights. You see where I'm going here? You you see where I'm going here? I had that other podcast, basically, Who Will Own You? So people are lining up, and now, I mean, they use synthetic DNA back then. It's mRNA now. They bypassed the whole step. Now let's say this mRNA can allow or it's an opportunity for people to be watermarked, to become intellectual... Come on, think about it. Intellectual property? Nobody can sit there and say that that's not a possibility. It's right here in front of us. People don't understand that, hey, you know, Moderna, Pfizer yeah, you know what, this it doesn't do anything, it doesn't really stop transmission, it doesn't, um, I don't know, prevent, increase, if we have an increased death rate, we got a lot of old people dying, okay, what is exactly is this doing, what is it being programmed to do, what can it, what is the potential, the potential, there's great potential here, um, right, so finally being able to include these watermarks is proof, of the incredible feats capable when you program an organism's DNA base pair by base pair. Just think of the precision required for this work. Each base pair has to be placed correctly to form the watermark. The watermark itself has to be neutered, sandwiched by leading trailing DNA sequences to make sure that the proteins encoded by the watermarks aren't built by the cell's mechanisms. That precision has been put to other uses besides just writing messages. The M. mycoides, the natural organism, is a mild pathogen found in goats, as Craig Venter describes in the video. In the process of creating M. mycoides, JCVI synth 1.0, the JCVI team deleted 14 of the genes it thinks are responsible for its toxicity in goats. They also ensure that it has a dependence on certain antibiotic on a certain antibiotic, and the need for a rich medium in the lab. These precautionary measures are used to ensure that the synthetic bacteria is not only benign, but also unable to escape. And such techniques are made possible through the same base pair precision precision used to code the watermarks. In the future, the same procedures could be used to create, quote, suicide genes, end quote, and complex chemical dependency In synthetic organisms to keep them safe and controllable. So think about that. Think about if you were, like, being taken over by a synthetic organism. And then, not only is this fucking organism taking over your body, you're going to have a chemical dependency to keep your body, which is being invaded, to keep your body safe and comfortable and controllable. I'm sorry, safe and controllable. Not even comfortable. Um, The possibilities here are endless. I think it's hard to describe the powerful, positive potential that is provided by JCVI's DNA programming approach to synthetic biology. Wipe your mouth. Building an organism base pair by base pair is just extraordinary. It will undoubtedly take years before a a profitable and beneficial organism can be created for widespread use. Yes, it will take years. This was 11 years ago. But I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that this technology has the capability to profoundly change the world for the better in the near future. Already Venter is discussing how the techniques used to assemble the M. Mycoides JCVI SYN 1.0 DNA could be adapted to help create new vaccines rapidly and cheaply. We live in exciting times. The keys to life are in the hands of those who dare to use them. No, the keys to life are in the hands of these madmen. So this is what you're up against. Secret messages coded into DNA, okay? They started with synthetic bacteria 11 years ago. Fast forward, they got mRNA. They could turn you into whatever the fuck they want, watermark you, and make you their intellectual property, and also make you dependent on whatever the fuck they want to make you dependent on to keep you surviving and thriving. This is a fucked up world we live in. I really feel for those people who are lining up to get their cootie shots. If you're one of the few out there who has not, just be prepared, man. Be prepared. This is all about your survival.